Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. And welcome yet again to a, another show. Uh, today is April 9 in uh, the year of the plague year of 2020. It is a dark and dreary and wet day here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which doesn't help anybody's mood. But uh, here we are, and let's hope we can spend a a, a good hour together. Um, I, I will again uh, rely on input from, from you. My regular mail account is working again, so if you can... Uh, if you want to email during the program, uh, Lynn, L-Y-N-N, at PGH City Paper uh, should get your thoughts to me. And um, also, you can obviously uh, call. Jeez. You know what? I don't even know the number. But I guess it's up. Are you seeing a number somewhere? <laughs> I don't know the number. Ay, 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 ay. Well... Anyway, here we are. Oh my, I um, I'm not sure uh, where to go. Um, I I might start. Uh, the, the, you know, as usual, there is so much news, um, and it. Hang on, I think when Amy is giving me the the phone number, I suspect. Uh, the phone number, which I shall write down now, is uh, 412-200-5686. You would think I would remember such a number. That's pretty pretty easy. But I never called it. And anyway, most of us don't know any phone numbers anymore anyway, right? 412-200-5686. Thanks, Amy. Uh, I... Yes, I'll start with this local thing, um, although I so hate to talk about her, and and yet uh, she has uh, an outsize platform in our city and beyond, and uh, she is spreading lies and her noxious uh, thoughts. And I, I, I really have to uh, talk a little bit here about uh, Wendy Bell. <laughs> For those of you who aren't from here, Wendy Bell, Bell actually did gain uh, some national uh, prominence for a while. Um, few years back um, when she was fired from WTAE television here. And that had to do with an extraordinarily uh, tone-deaf, racist remark uh, she made on, uh, on her program. Uh, she was a television anchor. And anchors, first of all, ain't supposed to have opinions. But this woman has so many, almost every single one of them wrong-headed and mean-spirited. 
but she has, like uh, like a Donald Trump, a a fervent uh, fan base. She was never a journalist. She was uh, never really an anchor woman. She was a performer. And she finally found her proper place, which is, of course, in an opinion-heavy uh, position of talk show host, which is what, yes, she was meant to do. <laughs> she is employed now by the only 50,000-watt radio station in this city that has a huge reach, KDKA, they have a penchant for hiring right-wing show hosts or just lousy show hosts. Can have never been able to quite figure out um, <laughs> their uh, how they hire and what they think uh, constitutes a good talk show. Um. Wendy Bell, the other day, and this went viral, was seen, I guess, not on her radio show, but on her Facebook feed or something, Facebook Live. I'm not, I'm not clear about the, uh, the venue, but she is seen uh, telling us, essentially, that it would, she suspects, she's a little on the fence, but you can tell what she's trying to say. She thinks that the economy is more valuable than people's lives, especially the lives of older Americans. And so she said in part this. We are told that we need to shut down the economy. There's a cost. Everything shuts down, but to what end? Yes, every life lost is one too many. Yes, that's the talking point. That's what we're going to say. But ultimately, dollars and cents boil down to are you going to bankrupt America and the future for less than 1% of our population? Many of whom are already ill or aged, aged. I'm on the fence, she says. Clearly not. She thinks it is more important to open the economy and let people die. Now, besides the breathtaking inhumanity of her statement, what strikes me is the stupidity of it. That, first of all, this virus will simply, if we open the economy, mow down every old person in the population, and every, I guess, person that Wendy Bell would consider not, you know, just not pulling their weight, not really, 
you know, it's, it, it's Hitlerian, I hate to tell you. So when the, when the um, Nazis de- decided to start culling people and demographics in the population, uh, they deemed uh, the disabled to be uh, extraneous and uh, definitely um, not a positive for the economy. The disabled, the uh, mentally and or physically challenged in some way, they were marked for death. As we know, were people with the wrong political points of view, the wrong religion. Uh, When influencers like Wendy Bell start floating arguments that we should sacrifice some of us to save the 401ks of the rest of us, then we have a problem. And judging from the uproar on social media, if you are on social media, I am on Twitter, and I know that I posted my opinion um, saying that, frankly, I found Wendy Bell vile, and I found KDKA Radio vile as well for giving her the platform with which she disseminates her murderous views. Um, I have never had the response to uh, any tweet that I proffered as I did that one and continue to. Uh, It's been explosive in, in, in just my world. Um, 98% people in agreement with me, uh, a few percent, uh, telling me I'm an old has-been who should just go and, and die. Um, the idea that Wendy Bell thinks this virus, if we stop social distancing and just go about our lives is only going to mow down the old She's not paying attention then, is she? It's killing people of all ages. Yes, it's mostly killing the old. It's mostly killing black people and brown people and poor people. But in Wendy Bell's universe, they're pretty extraneous anyway. They don't count. And somehow she thinks, I guess, that rich, privileged white folks like her somehow will not end up dying from this virus. She thinks that the virus will just go target the people she's in her head imagining she's willing to sacrifice. It's incredible. And when someone shows who they are, I mean, she showed who she was a few years back, but a lot of people refused to see it. Oh, she didn't mean that. Oh, she was really saying this. 
And anyway, she was just being a racist like most of us are too. So now she's calling for older Americans to be sacrificed for the future. And she's quite clear in that. I don't have the whole quote, but she says, you know, to save our children's uh, economy. Uh, wow. Crises like this, and we are in a hell of a crisis. Crises like this, as I've said before, unmask our character, our character as uh, collectively as a nation, our carrier in our character individually. We show ourselves for better or for worse. And Wendy Bell is showing herself. And she is a monstrosity. She is a human monstrosity. I saw that uh, the original Mattress Factory, one of her advertisers and one of Katie's advertisers, is troubled by her remarks and, in fact, might reassess their advertising on her show. Um, if you're of a mind to, I would give the original Mattress Factory folks a call and tell them you would be very well disposed to that action. I am blown away by her ugliness and then seeing the Trump uh, base quickly uh, start up. Another former uh, WTAE employee, television employee, who was there when I was there, uh, John Steigerwald, has uh, jumped, leapt to her defense as well, uh, saying something about car accidents, you know. And we don't make everybody drive 15 miles per hour, do we? Incredible. It would seem in these times when uh, information is so important that platforms that are allowing misinformation or toxic information, granted, hers is an opinion, a, a noxious, repulsive, inhumane, immoral opinion. And uh, heaven knows uh, that is something that talk radio hosts traffic in with uh, some regularity, especially on the conservative side of the ledger. But that's pretty much all that's left in talk radio. That became the formula. And 
I am just, um, I couldn't, seeing her saying what she said with such fervor, it chilled me, literally chilled me. One of the people who responded to me was reminded of my leave-taking from WQED television. I was a mainstay for years on a sh- on their Friday night news roundup show that pitted uh, two liberals against two conservatives. Geez, I wonder where they got that smart idea. And my last show, um, I argued at one point that capitalism, the capitalism that Wendy Bell embraces, that capitalism is an economic system. That's what it is. It's not a religion. It's not a system of government. It is not a moral or ethical construct or system. It is merely an economic system. And on my last show, I said that that capitalism is not a moral system. It's an economic system. And one of the conservative uh, panelists, why am I blanking on her name? Jesus, what a piece of work that one was. Um, Went berserk. Went berserk. And... uh, accused me of God knows what, freaked out totally. Um, And we went back and forth a bit. And all I know is that after that show ended, I walked out of that studio and informed them I was never coming back. Because I, I mean... First of all, a show like that is not helpful, I don't think, where people just start screaming at each other. I don't think it's helpful. I also figured I had a better way to start my weekend than spending my Friday night sitting in that studio listening to that hoo-ha. So I quit. The show folded, I believe, two weeks later. Republicans and ardent capitalists just don't understand that their system, like the character of so many people now, is being unmasked during this crisis, unmasked as not a moral system a system that does and is willing to sacrifice its old, its blacks, 
it's poor for the greater good of the privileged white majority. All right, I'll shut up. I'm getting a little exercised again. I, I believe we have some calls. Um, caller, go ahead, please. Good morning. Good morning. I bet you she's pro-life, too. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Oh, yes. Why would you think yeah. she wasn't pro-life when she was arguing that we should sacrifice 1% of the population, which I believe it would be, what, about 3 million people she's willing to have die if she can pick yeah. them? Uh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, did you – I was watching um, KDK uh, News this morning, Channel 2, and um, – they were showing uh, on site a, you know, a police break in, or something. Yeah, there was not. There was the police were reporting to a house in Stowe Township. Did, did you see that? No, I don't watch TV news. Uh, okay. Well, I, I, I feel like I, that's my local. That's okay. I, I don't. I just can't. Been there, done it, and, and I just I, can't. Okay. And then I'll watch uh, less. Um, oh shoot. Yeah. Um, yeah, but anyway. So just, what happened? In I don't Stowe? want to be in it. Is. Well, there, there was a there was a break in or something. The police responded, and the reporter's on site, and they're showing her, and she's got her mask on. She's being responsible, talking about this break in, and they're showing the police in the background, and they're on the front seat together, about two feet away from each other, with no PPE at all. <laughs> and I'm like, what? What the hell? And all yeah. of a sudden, one of the guys, one of the officers, you see, he flinched slightly, and all of a sudden he rushes down the steps, and then they're talking to each other from up, and, and it's probably somebody said, hey, asshole, you, you're on TV right now, and you're two feet away from each other. Yeah. It was pretty funny, but it's not funny. No, it's not uh, funny. And, it, and then, you know, and I was, you know, I'm one of seven kids, and I was talking to one of my sisters. She lives down in Leesburg, Virginia, and she's talking about her kids and my sisters. They're visiting at each other. And I'm like, Nancy, what are you guys doing? You know, it's like people are getting this still. They're still not getting it. No. Yeah, well, um, an awful lot are. Um, but, yeah, some are, are, are not, without a doubt. Now, mind you, this is my conservative siblings who are behaving this way you know yeah. um they watch they get they watch fox news and everything um interesting thing well not interesting um i guess that when you're like a, a wendy bell type person or any of, of that ilk i should say and you know what's what's with the uh, one guy who famously said he He's not against government. He just wants to shrink it to a size so he can mm -hmm. drag the rest of it mm -hmm. and flush it down the toilet. Mm -hmm. um, and you're seeing they don't understand that the government is a, not it's not about profit. It's about providing services. And you're they don't believe in providing services. That's why they don't yeah. want any government because services usually go to people in need, they think. As opposed to the corporate cap, I mean, the kind of corporate welfare that they are quite willing to let government do. Uh, well, listen, I got another call. I, I, I have another caller. I, I, I need to let folks in. Okay. okay. Thank right. you. Bye. 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 Be well. Um, 
Caller, hello. Hello. Hello, Lynn. Good morning to you. Hello, Good Lynn. morning. Mm-hmm. Good morning to you. Hi. Are we getting Are we getting feedback? I have my radio off. No, I'm hearing you fine. Okay, okay. my my apologies must be on my end. Uh, yeah, I've uh, I occasionally I'm not living in the in the uh, Pittsburgh area currently, although I'll be back there relatively soon. But I do occasionally uh, tune into KDKA, um, if, you know, through the internet. Uh, I'm I was <laughs> imagining. Uh, that Ms. Bell's uh, radio show is simply like an extended Fox audition. Yes. Uh, and I, I think she uh, caught a few episodes of Laura Ingram and decided, all right, as vile as she is, I can be viler than that. Uh, so, uh, and then also, I, th- I think there's a bit of a, uh, of a psychotherapy involved there too, since she repeatedly, um, you know, makes these protestations that, uh, you know, everyone, you know, everyone on the left sees racism everywhere where it doesn't exist. Uh, and given her little dust up a few years back that uh, resulted in her termination from her former mm-hmm. employer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah, I think it's, you know, a combination of projection slash denialism. Um, yeah. but well, you know, it's it's. I, unf- I really don't even. I I was hesitant to even bring her up because I really think um, that she uh, loves this, loves being the center of attention, and in fact, yes, it raises it raises her, uh, you know, her profile, and um, yeah, makes it even more possible. Yeah, that Fox News will say, hey. You know, normally we don't hire brunettes, but you look skinny <laughs> enough. You look skinny enough, and you look mean enough to be sure. Hey, John, I got to move on because I got a I got a lot of people piling up here. Absolutely. Hey, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye bye. Bye bye. Um, caller, go ahead. Hello. Hi, Lynn. Hi, Lynn. Hi. This is Jody from Gibsonia. Hi. Hi. Um, I hadn't even thought about that brunette angle. That's a, that's a, an interesting. <laughs> do they have a brunette? Well. I mean, I don't. What do they? Uh, maybe that Judge Janine or. Oh, Piero. Yeah, Piero. Yeah. yeah. You're right. One. I, I I do occasionally catch Wendy when I if 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 another station has a commercial, I'll flip on to that station, mm-hmm. KDK for like thirty seconds and. Oh. It's just astounding what I hear. It's it's so disheartening though when I hear the people calling in to agree with her. Like yeah, geez, and just pile on. But well, those are the Trump. Anyway. That, that's Trump's base, and 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 she's right. it, yeah. That's it. That's who that so is. Sad how many there are. There seem to be yeah. Um, but hey, I just have a couple more things here. I used to listen to you when. You were on with Ann Devlin and John oh. Hurst, and that was fantastic stuff. Yeah. And all, one one quick thing, if you're running out of wine, there's a yeah. local winery called Narcissi Winery near Gibsonia. Oh. And they have a website that you can order easily. 
and they'll have how is how is that spelled? How is that spelled? Narcissi. <laughs> yes, it's N A R C I S I. C I S I. Okay, Gibsonia. All right, I thank you for that because heaven knows, is wine going to get me through this? I know I'm not supposed to say that, but it certainly is helpful. Right. Um, thank you. It's good to hear from you. Thank you, Lynn. It's a pleasure. Okay, bye. People, by the way, have told me that the woman I'm failing to remember who was my uh, attacker on uh, WQED-TV uh, was Heather Heidelbaugh. Yeah. Uh, thank you, uh, Art, for remembering. Uh, little Tony writes regarding uh, Wendy. What What is sad is that she has so many followers. She has thousands of followers on social media. I despise her, says little Tony, and never listen to her show. But if I listen at other times, I'll hear her doing commercials. The sound of her voice goes right through me and I turn off the radio. I want to know who hired her. Who's the program manager? Whatever bigwig that hired her and people like Rose. Uh, is she work there now, too? Jeez. She was on with Jim Quinn, who is another guy I, yes, used to work with at WTAE. God, these people. KDK Radio is garbage, and I would never buy anything from anyone who advertises with them. Um, one of the things that became apparent uh, uh, because of this uh, kerfuffle uh, with uh, Wendy is uh, that KDKA television has been out there on social media saying, we are in no way related to KDKA radio. Now, that did not used to be the case. So actually, that was news to me. Um, But KD radio is owned by somebody else. I don't know who. Different owners. So... um, KD Television is desperately trying to, uh, you know, back away from uh, Wendy Bell, but they do, they do not employ her. I believe I have some callers. Caller, go ahead, please. Hello? Hello? Not? I'm sorry. Hang on. Oh, Okay. Guys, hang in there a little bit longer, okay? I'd appreciate that. All right, um, and one other thing. Okay, I I should note in news that um, Bernie Sanders has uh, dropped out of the presidential race because he acknowledged he couldn't see really a pathway to uh, acquiring the Democratic nomination. He has not endorsed uh, Joe Biden, but I have little doubt that before it's over, he, he will. I hope the sooner the better. I know for Sanders supporters like my son, this is really tough. And it's not the time to tell them or berate Sanders supporters about getting on board. They need time to process this. And, you know, in a month or so, (laughs) 
they will be more open, I would think, some of them, uh, to um, and, and many already are, uh, open to uh, knowing that the only vote is a vote for Biden. Uh, Biden was not my first choice. He wasn't my second choice. He wasn't my third, fourth, fifth, or sixth choice. And you heard me saying, shows how much you should listen to me, he, he won't get it. He's not going to get the nomination. <laughs> well, he is going to get the nomination. And what you have to, what people who wanted Bernie have to remember is that you're voting for the person who will replace Ruth Bader Ginsburg on the Supreme Court and who will begin to reverse the horrors that have befallen this country under a Trump administration. The slashing of all of our environmental protections, the slashing of our social safety net, the slashing of our national security apparatus. You have got to vote for a person who actually believes in government as opposed to someone who wants to be the star of the biggest reality show in the world. And to sit it out is a vote for Trump. A third-party vote is a vote for Trump. But be kind to the Bernie folks. They are understandably hurting. And Bernie Sanders may not end up being president of the United States, but boy, he made history and changed this country. He changed the conversation and he created a movement that's got legs and it's got youth. And so you can bet that the young people growing up in this time and the 20-somethings and even 30-somethings growing up in a time in which government failed them so thoroughly, burdened by student debt, unable to, for the first time in our country's history, look forward to a better standard of living than their parents enjoyed, People now under the age of 35 or 40 are very willing, as are many over that age, very willing to envision a redo of our national politics. And the future does belong to those Bernie Sanders supporters. There is little doubt and as Wendy Bell would, I'm sure, tell you, that with all the old people dying off, 
that only ensures that the young will get more power. They just have to realize that things don't happen as quickly as they want. But I would say in four years' time, their time, in large part, will have come. We have a caller. Hi, caller. Hi, Lynn. It's Dave from Washington. Dave. My daughter is a big Bernie supporter. Yeah, and it's my a son. Big, big bone of contention. Yeah. Um, I think that Bernie, God bless their souls, let's hope they all come around, but I think those guys are as bad as the damn Trump supporters um, because they are focused on their candidate. Uh, if, 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 if Sanders were to get the nomination, the Biden supporters would gladly support Bernie Sanders. Other way around, not so much because the Biden supporters, their number one goal is to defeat Trump. And whoever the Republican is, running. That's the only person who can defeat Trump, so we're going to be behind him a thousand percent. The Bernie Sanders supporters, that's not their goal. Their goal is everything you just talked about. You know, well, fixing the system right. that's working for them. But I really think um, you're talking about the more fervent ones. Now, your daughter, I'll give you my son. My son is just sickened by this. Sickened. Yeah. Yeah. Sickened. But I can assure you that he will hold his nose and vote for Biden. He understands what's at stake here. He'll be miserable, but he will do do it. What? I hope they all do. Well, it's. We've got. Okay. I like that phrase. I like that phrase because I've been holding my nose and voting for Democrats my entire life. Yeah, me too. Democrats because I like the Democrats. So this is a great candidate. Every now and then somebody does come around. But mostly I hold my nose and vote for the damn Democrat because that's the only person who could possibly beat the Republican. And in my book, I loathe Republicans. I loathe them. And especially now more than ever. (laughs) But, um, you know, if if, if 20% of these Bernie people say, you know, screw this, I'm just not going to vote. Or I'm going to vote for Bernie anyhow. Or I'm going to write in my dog or whatever. That's all it takes. Yeah, that's all. It took seventy-seven thousand votes over three different states to give us Trump last time around. That's all. That's Heinz Field. That's a football game at Heinz Field, spread out over three states: Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. That's all it took to get Trump in, and that's all it's going to take again. Seventy-seven thousand Bernie fans across the country to say, "I'm going to vote for my dog because because as my daughter said, I'm just not into Hillary or Joe or whomever." And I think those guys, uh, you know, I realize we have to rely on them, so I don't want to dis. Yeah, them. don't be. Yeah, don't. I mean, give them time. By the time of the election, assuming the Republicans don't make it impossible for any of us to vote, um, oh, yeah. So, well, yeah. Be kind to your daughter. She'll come around. Well, let's hope so. Um, in the meantime, okay, I have a um, um, a risque joke for you. Okay. Uh, uh, Dick's Sporting Goods. And uh, big lots, um, because of uh, the crunch here, they're going to have to merge, and they're going to call themselves uh, lots of big dicks. <laughs> okay, goodbye. You're Bye. out of here. Bye. I sort of figured that out when you said are going to merge. Um, Beth writes, these Trumpites are of the same ilk uh, as the Joel Olstein types. It is a belief, and it is part of that prosperity Christianity. 
Also, I would not be surprised that Wendy Bell is auditioning for Rush Limbaugh's spot when he passes, or at the very least is fill-in. Yeah, one of those things. It's true. It's true. With these moves, makes me think she's trying to get out of her CBS radio contract under violation of her moral social media clause. Nah. I don't. She's not working for CBS. Um, KD Radio is owned by some entertainment company. Some entertainment, huh? Yeah, I think all the old people should go die. That's great entertainment. Um, and, yeah, Beth, you're right. I mean, this kind of thing gets her conservative national attention and a following, and thus a, po- a possible bigger gig. Yeah, um, I agree. And, Milton, you're going to say what I was going to say. Right, I'll let you say it. Milton says, isn't Bell's primary demographic the very people who she's willing to sacrifice? I mean, if you look at who KDKA's audience is, I used to joke it's on life support. It is old, old, old people who really don't know how to do anything but AM radio. Although there are others. Yes, that's true. But, uh, yeah, so she's she was speaking in lot. You got to bet that a lot of the people who were listening to her were appalled. However, she has other platforms. So I think this was on her Facebook I don't, I don't know, man. That woman is busy. She's busy. Uh, Milton says, is she really so witless that she's advocating the death of the only people who still listen to AM radio? <laughs> I think she's got bigger plans. She's actually promoting a pandemic recovery plan in which she will no longer exist professionally because she'll kill off her demographic. I was, I was sort of thinking the, the, the same the same. Um, Okay, and speaking again of that demographic, this sense that some of her uh, cohort uh, have, the Trump folks, um, that coronavirus, this plague, is an urban plague because it seemed to start in the cities. Sure, that's where density of population is. And and it was taking out people that they don't care about anyway, black people, poor people, Democrats, immigrants. But the idea that these idiots thought that this virus would not make its way to every county in this country and all it takes is one positive, and bango, it starts to spread. The reality is that this thing is now really starting to be seen in rural areas. I believe there is not any county now in Pennsylvania, which is mostly rural that has not had a positive coronavirus test. And we know, since tests are so few and far between, that that is always a serious undercount. As far as is known, the virus has already been identified in over two-thirds of this country's rural counties. 
And this is of great concern because people who know about public health and mitigation say that this later arriving wave of illness that is going to hit these rural communities and small little towns, that is going to do a big job because those people often don't have a hospital nearby. They got nothing. And those people are older. Wendy, they vote Republican. They are older. They are poorer. They lack health insurance. They lack a lot of the things that can buttress you. Yeah, they're poor blacks dying in the cities. I got news for you. They're going to be a lot of poor whites dying in these smaller rural areas. Everybody, uh, not everybody, but a ton of people in more rural America, and I think Republicans in general, really were telling themselves that this thing was not going to spread to them. It was just taking out Democrats. They're in denial about it, but they're not going to be able to be in denial much longer. So you have now 42 states, it's amazing it's not 50, urging their citizens to stay at home. And the last holdouts, of course, are all governed by Republicans. North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, Iowa, Arkansas. The governor of South Dakota a genius named Christy Noem, has said that she would not order people to stay at home because it violates their American personal liberty. To hell with their lives. And she said that her, her state's rural character made it better positioned to handle the outbreak. Oh, no, Missy. Quite the opposite. It's amazing. So, there are troublesome things, the virus reappearing in places that people thought it was pretty much done with in some Asian countries, coming back as people come back to the countries and reinfect. Um, so anyone underestimating this virus's ability um, is, is really engaged in the most magical thinking. Keith writes, first of all, thank you for doing a little extra time on the show as I asked for last week. You see how powerful you are. Now, if we can just talk you into doing an evening hour, Jesus, and a weekend hour, uh, just give me your number. You know what? Just give me your number. That's funny. 
Seriously, though, every time I hear the Wendy Bells of the world talk about sacrificing people for the economy, it it always feels like it's coming from a fear that they might become personally affected by this. And, and that's why it matters to them, that they might see a change in their lifestyle as a result of this, that they might actually lose money from this. And, and damn it, that just can't happen, not to them. Yeah, there's, there's fear that they will lose their privileged perch. Let me tell you, Wendy Bell, unless she's moved, lives not far from me. In my dog walking, I often find myself trying to get my dog to poop in her yard. Um, she is married to a cardiologist. Uh, she's got four children. She lives the high life. And right, she doesn't want this thing interrupting her life. Uh, Paul, thank you for this. Uh, the governor of Pennsylvania today announced that all schools will remain closed for the remainder of what? No, 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 no. The remainder, oh, of the 2019-2020 academic year. Yeah, I thought it, you were, okay. So, your school, well, that goes without saying, I think. Um, yeah, the school ain't going to reopen. Okay? And leave the goddamn parents alone. As far as I'm concerned, school's out. The kids all graduated into the next year. We'll deal with it on the other end. First of all, do you think in like, you tell me, you went to school, in two months of school, how much really did you learn? And I'll give you this. How much did you remember? Big deal. And let the parents alone. They got enough on their plate without having to become teachers as well. Just saying. Uh, hang on. I've got some callers, I guess. Go ahead. Hi. Hi, Lynn. Hi. School's out for <laughs> summer. <laughs> yeah. It is. Hey, uh, hey, Lynn, you're talking about uh, old John Steigerwald. You know, he had a talk show that lasted about a week. That guy is so far to the right. It's oh, crazy. Oh. Yeah. And the thing, the thing that he said about the cars, you know, make everybody drive, that is taken right out of Trump's mouth. He said yeah, that yeah. exact same thing about how, I don't know, a week or so ago. Right, right, right. So, That's one of their points. That's right, right. These people, they can't come get their own thought in their head. And you're talking about that Friday show on QED? <clears throat> yeah. I, I actually remember that show, and I remember you at the end saying, I'm out of here. i got better things to do with my Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was the end. That was the end of Lynn Collins. 
That is true. I mean, you know, and I'll tell you, it was tough to 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 leave the big bucks they were paying me to do that show. You know how much I got paid for doing that? Just just to give you a sense of really how television works, okay? You know how much they paid me? Hundred bucks. Yeah, that's what they paid me. Well, that's worth giving up your Friday night for. I don't think so. Hey, I got a bet for you. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow is Good Friday. I'll oh, bet yeah. you it rains. I bet you it rains tomorrow. You think? Why? Um, because in my lifetime, more times than not, it always rained on Good Friday. Well, it seems sort of fitting. Doesn't yeah, it? exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's yeah. why. It's, yeah sticks in my head <laughs> it does seem fitting um yeah good friday wow right it's easter sunday wow yeah. what a what a no, what a I, hey I it's nice talking gotta, to you nice talking uh, to you i got two things here real quick okay? oh okay yeah um since it's good friday and easter's coming <clears throat> jesus gets all his disciples together for the last supper Mm-hmm. And he tells them, okay, everybody get on this side of the table if you want to get into the picture. <laughs> okay. Here, Did you say- here's a- <laughs> <Go ahead>. Okay. <laughs> and here's a groaner for you. Okay. <laughs> My house got toilet papered last night. It's now worth 850000 <laughs> All right, you. Love you. Enjoy the weekend. You're man. out of here. Bye. Bye. <laughs> uh, uh, the lieutenant governor of the state, that'd be John Fetterman, um, was tweeting this morning uh, in regard to the news that our state's 2020 budget could be could fall about two billion dollars short. <laughs> Well, because the economy is uh, shut down. And here's what the lieutenant governor said. I'm truly, I'm, I'm voicing it in the way that I think he would. I'm truly afraid if Pennsylvania legalizes marijuana, it could help fill a massive budget shortfall and very likely Many zero people will die from overdoses. It would also trigger thousands of new jobs and inadvertently eliminate 20,000 plus annual arrests. So could be that marijuana legalization might be around the corner because it is. Let the pot smokers bail the state out of this huge budget shortfall, right? Our lieutenant governor is suggesting us, and and he says, gird up now thy loins. He's getting biblical. Gird up now thy loins and valiantly resist what could be billions of dollars in revenue, thousands of jobs, less incarceration, and a shocking amount of personal freedom or increase. I can't see. My thing is on top of it. Um, 
So he's being sarcastic and proffering a way out of the uh, budget <laughs> shortfall, which, uh, you know, makes perfect sense, doesn't it? And I think in this time uh, would be greeted with, uh, with delight by an awful lot of uh, Pennsylvanians. Um, just wanted to point out that uh, it's this from the Wall Street Journal. They think that about one third of uh, renters have not paid yet their April rent. One third in the country have not paid their April rent. And so um, I know that's bad news for landlords, but you can't get blood from a turn up. And these people have lost their jobs. They don't have any money. They think it's better to let them eat. Of course, some of the landlords now are losing their income. It's a, it's, it's ugly, and I, I don't know what to tell you. But you cannot evict these people because you're going to have a bunch of homeless, new homeless people at a time when that's almost a death sentence. Um, a lot of cities and states have uh, passed, you know, eviction moratorium. Which, uh, which should prevent a, you know, an immediate rise in homelessness, but it doesn't resolve what happens in three or four months when tenants who literally have no income are billed for months of back rent. Uh, I, I don't know what is going to happen because there are millions upon millions of Americans falling off a financial cliff um, this from the New York Times, the National Multifamily Housing Council, a trade group for big apartment owners and developers, has been compiling data, tracking rent payments, um, and this is just across about 13 uh, plus million units nationwide, and it showed that through the first five days of April, Again, this is where the Wall Street Journal must have gotten this. 31% of tenants had uh, so far uh, failed to pay their rent. Um, also, I mentioned the Wall Street Journal. Uh, this will upset uh, his orangeness. Uh, the lead editorial in this paper that uh, that editorially is on Trump's side constantly uh, says this. I mean, for them, this is a real negative. Trump's wasted briefings are the headline and the sub headline is the sessions have become a boring show. Well, president doesn't like to hear boring. That doesn't help his ratings. So I can't imagine him going berserk about the Wall Street Journal in his briefing today. Somebody don't watch, but you know, I guess I'll find out later. Here is some of the tepid 
uh, crap from the Wall Street Journal editorial. Sometime in the last three weeks, Mr. Trump seems to have concluded that these briefings could be a showcase for him. Perhaps they substitute in his mind for the campaign rallies he can no longer hold. Perhaps he resented the media adulation that New York Governor Andrew Cuomo has been receiving for his daily briefings. Whatever the reason, the briefings are now all about the president. Wow! The Wall Street Journal telling us something what? We didn't know. Back to the Wall Street Journal. They last the briefings for 90 minutes or more, and Trump dominates the stage. His first-rate health experts have become supporting actors, and sometimes barely that, ushered on stage to answer a technical question or two. Mr. Trump opens each briefing by running through a blizzard of facts and numbers, showing what a great job he's doing. This is the Wall Street Journal. By the way, um, you might have missed it, because I did, but I did see it later in a tweet. A reporter from the New York Post, that'd be a Rupert Murdoch paper, uh, asked during the coronavirus briefing, yesterday, whether Trump was considering pardoning the the guy um, who that now viral show Tiger King is about. Do you believe that? And there was a wider screenshot of Fauci sitting. They finally gave the poor old guy a chair so he doesn't have to stand for an hour and a half every day behind Trump. He's sitting in a chair and he looks like he's going to vomit. Back to this astonishing Wall Street Journal piece. The president's outbursts against his political critics are also notably off-key at this moment. This isn't impeachment, and COVID-19 isn't shifty shift. It's a once-in-a-century threat to American life and livelihood. The public does not care who among the governors likes Mr. Trump. What the public wants to know is what Trump and his government is doing to prevent the deaths of their loved ones or help the family breadwinner stay employed. If Mr. Trump thinks these daily sessions will help him defeat Joe Biden, he is wrong. The electorate will judge Mr. Trump by the results, not by how well he says he's doing. That from the Wall Street Journal, and now we do have the uh, Allegheny County Health Department's uh, release of the latest figures. Uh, The following data includes all counts since March 14th when the first case was reported in the county. We extend deepest sympathies to the families and friends of those who have lost loved ones. Um, 
759 positive cases, 117 hospitalizations, and 12 deaths. And uh, still the biggest demographic, somebody should send this to uh, Wendy Bell, uh, in Allegheny County of positive cases is in the demographic of 25 years of age to 49 years of age. Okay, so that's what I got for you. And I don't know, do I have a caller? Um, if so, hi, caller, or did you hang up? Yes, good morning, Lynn. Oh, hi, hi. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Doing? I'm okay. Hey, Lynn, uh, I'm just watching a few minutes on the, on, uh, the YouTube, uh, just a few minutes this morning on a documentary on values. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about uh, profit. And the main thing in the beginning of the movie was, and I'm, I'm going to continue to watch it, are all profits equal? Think about that. You mentioned the word profit, and that can mean a lot of things to a lot of people. Could it mean that one individual is going to make profit? Or does it mean he's extending that profit to, ex- to include others, not just for himself? When the profit he makes determines, well, I can take this profit and also share this profit with somebody else, and this extend, extends outward. Mm-hmm. Or does the profit just go to one individual and they retain the profit and doesn't go any further? What do you think is a better value? <laughs> of course, if you think it through, it, but it t- again, it takes thought. I mean, well, capitalism, listen, capitalism with a heart. Right. Um, and there start. are capitalists with hearts do subscribe to I profit and then I share that profit with my employees without whom I wouldn't have the profit. And I share it with all those whose lives I can positively impact. That kind of capitalism exists in little pockets among individuals here and there. But the the capitalism that this country has embraced especially in the last 30 years, is the other capitalism. It's, no. it's mine. No. It's all mine. And that we can't sustain that. It's not sustainable. Okay? So this is what this, this is pandemic's about, to wake us wake up and realize it's not sustainable, folks. No, it is not. You can't, you can't, you can't retain one half of the population and the, and the wealth within that 1%. You can't, we all can't go fight for that little bit, a little bit left over. I explain like this, it's like getting a pizza. We have a, we have 10 people for a pizza. So what happens is in in our country, one person takes nine pieces, okay, for himself and throws half away. And we have one piece of pizza for 10 of us or nine of us. And we all all scream and get the, we don't realize we did, we gave up the nine pieces to give it to the other guy. He wasted it. And we're all fighting over this one piece, and and it's not good. Why don't we say, hey, let's change the rules up here. Let's everybody get a piece and go home. We could all have a piece of pie. Everybody's happy. Everybody gets a slice, and we go home. And I got fulfilled. You got fulfilled, and we can go out and make more pizza. But if you take one, and we all we take it, it's gone. Now we're all fighting. The one guy's fat, and we're all skinny. Who benefited? We all lost. Everybody, every one of us lost. So we have, to, we have to approach profits or thinking and values 
is it, is it supporting more than yourself or is it can help others? If we can help others and extend that outward like ripples, capitalism can solve the world, like you said, Lynn, with the heart and mind. If there's no heart in capitalism, you just have a total greedy system that's that separates us all and makes us all back to cave people, like where we were. Ooh, 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 ooh. You know, that's right. get away from my cave. It's my cave. My woman, that's right. my food. That's right. And, you know, there's a lot of Americans have been fed a uh, 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 propaganda f- forever that somehow it's either or. It's either this rapacious capitalism we have where you end up with exactly your pizza analogy or it's socialism where, uh, you know, everybody gets the exact same thing and nobody can ride. And that is bullshit. There is plenty of stuff in between. But you don't get in between unless you have a government that that cares about the 90%, for God's yep. sake. Yeah, not just one, because you can't do it that way. Well, we have a government now that is captured by the 1%. The U.S. Supreme Court serves the 1%. The Senate of the United States serves the 1%. The President and the Republican Party serve the 1%. And uh, the Democratic Party has far too many corporatists in it, too, who uh, care more about the 1% than the 99. But it is the only major party that is home to those who care about the 99. I, I 100% agree, Lynn. I mean, I was so happy yesterday about the Bernie drop dot. And I look at it this way. It's very bold for him to do. It's very hard for him to do. I try to look yeah. at it from his perspective. I don't care for his political views. However... Well, but his political views are more to what you're actually arguing for. I know, I know that, but I know he couldn't win this country because I've looked well. at pragmatics in this country and realized that if, I, if you say that, you can't – it's like we have to be very careful in this country how you speak because, again, we have, like, cave people. And if you talk to cave people, they don't they, – they, they, you really can't – you can't speak with cave people. They're not – they're not to the level of – so you really don't spend your time talking to cave people because they're not going to get it. They're still, unfortunately, haven't evolved enough at the point. And as I say, most Republicans are kind of like the cave creatures. And mm-hmm. they think that we're, well, we're something wrong with us. Like, what's wrong with you people? You're sharing, you're showing. Yeah, this is the way you're supposed to do it. We're trying to live like Christ, not pretend we're living like Christ. They talk, I'm not going to, okay. Okay, yeah, I hear gonna, you. It was a good rant. Good rant. Thank okay. you. Thank you. I'm going to thank you. I'll talk to you. Bye now. Thank you. Bye. I'll talk to you now. Okay. Bye-bye. Really good rant. Uh, I think that's about it. I had something that I can't, damn it, think of what the hell it was. Oh, dang. I hate this being one of the old people that Wendy wants to kill because I can't always think, uh, you know, I get a thought and then before I have a chance to voice it, it's... It's it's toast. Um, but I think that's what happened, so I'm just going to have to let it go. Uh, I guess that's that's it. God. And I, um, I wish you all a uh, uh, an okay <laughs> three three days till I till I see you uh, next.
or talk to you next, I guess is more correct. I want to uh, thank you again for supporting Pittsburgh City Paper and uh, urge those of you who have yet to do so to do so because without it, I'm gone too. And um, I wish I could remember what I wanted to say. Dang it! Well, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to scream in your ear either. Um, so I guess that's that's it. As soon as I hang up, I am going to remember and I'm going to be really pissed off. But such is life. I love you all. Hang in there, okay? Talk to you Monday. Bye. Lynn Cullen Live. Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.